Welcome back to Money Talkers. I just got off a fantastic interview with Jennifer O'Bonin and about AI and what's coming and the things that we can do and how to apply it and think about it with our kids where there's tons of opportunity. And so if you haven't listened to that yet, uh, make sure you go back and check that out. But this is the high impact series. This is where I'm gonna ask the one question. And from this, we wanna make you or make you think and have a uh, takeaway to be able to go and have a conversation with your kid, have a money talk with them. This is gonna cause two things. One, it's gonna change their financial trajectory because they've got so much time on their hands that any difference in the outcome of planting a seed will have a big ramification on the other end. The other thing it's gonna do is build that relationship between you and them so that later in life, when they have bigger and bigger challenges and opportunities that you, they know that they can come to you and have a money talk with you because it's not taboo in your household to talk about money. And so with that, Jennifer, are you ready? I am. Let's do this. Awesome. Well, here's the big question. What is the one thing that you would teach about that our schools don't that's had a major impact on your life? Uh, one of the things, so I, I, we talked about a little bit earlier, I started a business at five so I naturally looked at the world of what are the problems um, am I trying to solve? And then how do I solve those problems? But I came from a family, my mom's a nurse, my dad's a teacher. <laughs> Business wasn't something that came second nature to them. They were more into caregiving professions, things like that. So I taught myself really early to think about solving problems basically. And how do you solve problems you see in the world? And when you see a problem, what can you do about that to take it from just a concept to action? And I think it's really important. I think we think often kids aren't ready to um, think in a way of taking something from concept out to implementation. But if we give that to kids and say, hey, you know, what problems do you see? Like, for example, my five-year-old had said that he wanted more money to be able to buy things in one of the apps he's playing on. So I said, well, that sounds like a problem of how we need to figure out how you're going to do that. So I had used a concept that I got from someone about five years ago, which takes it from, we've all heard of kids having chores and then they get money for the things that they do or the tasks they perform. But um, I went down a little farther to explain to him, not just here's the task and here's what the task worth um, from a compensation perspective, but we started talking about what it costs for him to live in the house, right? To have housing, what it costs to have internet, what it costs to have the apps that he runs every day, what it costs for food. So that instead of just thinking of it in terms of I'm just earning extra money, he could think about it in terms of what does it actually cost for me to exist? So again, taking it from just the concept of, you know, a single point of that process you know, because schools, I think, give us single point tasks that they teach us, but really wanting him to look farther and say, I'm not just going to perform a task and get money. That's a part of the equation. But looking at it broader and saying, there's a task and then there's money that I'll earn for those tasks. I can sign up to choose those things. But then I understand the concept of where I'm already in the hole, where it costs money just to exist or live. And then he has to say, okay, um, just to pay for my housing, my food, my internet, my things that I have, that costs me this much. So I have to do those tasks just to maintain. And then if I want new things, I'm going to have to pick up some additional responsibilities, some tasks, some other things. And then he also has a capability to come to me with tasks 
that he thinks aren't on the list that he could be doing that would be valuable to solve problems he sees in our household. And then he's able to earn money for those things as well. So I think that full cycle thinking of getting your kids into not just niche areas or do this one thing, but how do I take something from problem I see or concept all the way to implementation and then having the capability to see the outcome? I think a very strong way to identify that is with when you hear complaints. Mm-hmm. that's what we do in my house. Like if yeah. I hear them complaining about something, I'll ask them, well, what could we do differently to make this mm-hmm. not work that way? And then they start to think about it and they different capacity other than, well, and a lot of times there's like, oh, I can't do anything about it. And I like to talk with them about, well, what were the inputs that got you into the position that got you to think to the thing that you didn't like? Mm-hmm. And they're usually like you know, a little cross-eyed at me, but uh, <laughs> they're like, dad's at it again. But, <laughs> you know, but it, but I love that, that they, you know, with my household, they, they want to think through those things. And I think it might be tough with small kids sometimes to explain to them that, that what problems could they solve? Because a lot of times, like my kids will come up with like crazy things, you know, and it's like, and it's like, just, but I like to encourage them to think like, okay, if this is a crazy problem you want to solve, like my son would probably be like, like, I want to put tigers on the roof, you know, or something like it's just, I'm like, okay, great. How would you do it? Where would you get a tiger? How would would you need licensing? You know, and I'm thinking about when you talk about permits for that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you needed a permit, who would be able to help you write to that permit and that code? Mm -hmm. And if there was code to match these are the rules. This is how you learn to play the game. And we go break those things down. And it's, even if it's down a rabbit hole of, you know, nonsense, it's still the, the framework to solve through problems. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, as we talked a lot about AI, that's a lot of kind of where you're, you're looking at not a single point question to come up with an answer. You're looking at like, how do you get to the answer the mm-hmm. best way? And if you, once you get an answer, was it the right one? Is there a better one? Like, and then start to go through that. And I think that's really cool. I had a, uh, I had a conversation with my daughter around car insurance mm-hmm. and she was like, what is that? And I'm like, well, you know, and I kind of went down the hole with her and she was like, you have to pay how much a month? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, just to drive you around, not to get gas, not to get a car, just in case the car gets smashed, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and I, I think those conversations are very powerful. And so what are, what is, can you give me an example of one that you've had? Uh, it sounds like your, uh, your, your little guy is a critical thinker. So, uh, yeah. I'm curious if you've had a good example of one lately. Yeah. So he's, um, obviously I, I started, um, my first company, I set up five, he's five and he, the other day had, um, told me he came to me and he knows, um, we had a company and he's like, mom, I'm going to have a company. I said, really? So what does that mean? He said, well, I've come up with a name and it actually became the name of our platform. So he just said, it's going to be Red Rex is going to be his company. And I said, okay, great. What is your company going to do? And he said, well, I'm not sure yet, but how I'm going to do this is, you know, this employee that you have and this person that works with you and this person, I said, oh yeah, absolutely. He goes, well, they now work for me, mom. I've heard them. And then they're going to tell me what we need to build and do because I just took your employees and they're going to work for Red Rex and they're going to build something and we're going to work through it together. 
So do he's, it in corporate raid right off the bat. Yeah, he did. I'm like, he's <laughs> and you just stole my employees. Like, how hey, did this happen? I'm that, like, at least Henry he Henry me. Ford became you know one of the wealthiest yeah. people in the world, not because he knew how to build a car, but because he no. hired smarter people than him, right? Exactly. So that yeah. I was I was actually really impressed <laughs> yeah. that he thought through that. Um, well, if I get the smart people, right? Because he was thinking like, yeah. I don't really know, but I know I want a company and I know you have people and I know they're good workers. He goes, those are excellent people. I'm like, I know. He goes, well, then I'll just take them and then we'll figure out what we're building. So. <laughs> that is fantastic. I love that concept for him to get that it, you need good people to, mm -hmm. and then the it, it's much more important of the who and the what than it is the how right because yes. the smart people will figure out the how yeah and that's the whole conversation we then had because i think sometimes we stifle the natural as you mentioned it before if you look at kids they don't know it's not possible right everything yeah. is possible to them they're so open-minded um, they are so themselves, right? They haven't learned um, to put on what I call masks of who they are or what their natural creativity is. So if you keep it open, I think a lot of parents in that situation may have been like, you know, corporate raid, this is bad, don't do this. <laughs> but I was totally okay with it for exactly what you said, because yeah. it's teaching them how to think differently instead of just going the traditional route. Like some parents would have been, well, you can't have a company if you don't have a product or you can't have a company if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. But he was thinking about it differently. And we talked about exactly what you said and why he thought that was a good idea. And, you know, to leverage people that are smarter than him on these things. And he, I mean, he had done full range. Like he took a developer, he took a marketing person, you know, he took a project manager, he took an executive, like he had everything, like he had a company ready to go you know and he was smart enough to know that they were good at it and they would figure it out and so, so now we got to talk about startup capital yeah yep, <laughs> right? exactly oh yeah and yeah. and i'm teaching him yep startup math and vc financing and all of that so he understands the difference of how that works because he's yeah. ready like his eyes don't glaze over like i think we sometimes underestimate what they're capable of it's very similar oh i would 1000 percent agree with that that yeah. we put our we put our limiting beliefs on them instantly yeah. right like yeah. I, it's it, it we have to get out of our own i feel like we have to get out of our own way more than we have to get in their way yes right? absolutely like i um i, had That's why I said if you want to put tigers on the roof then we're going to talk about how to do this yeah like, I, it's, I don't care how ridiculous it is yeah because there's going to be a problem that somebody hasn't solved that they could go solve and if you put them in a box that everybody has to do certain something a certain way, like mm -hmm. then they're not going to go see the problem and solve the problem because they're yeah. just going to do what everybody does. You know, I think about like the concept of like when they're little kids and you ask a question, all their hands shoot up. Right. Yeah. And then junior high, it's like three kids. And then high school, it's like everybody just stares at their paper because right. they're not willing to challenge, you know, they yeah. don't want to be wrong because yep. we told them don't be wrong for 12 years, you know? Yep. Yep. And changing that mindset is like you said, mindset's important that knowing how big their brains are, like they are just sponges, right? Like, so they soak up a lot. It's the concept of why don't we teach kids until high school or junior high, even language, right? Like if we taught them um, multiple languages when they're young, our brains process and pick that up better younger than we do later on in life. Yeah. So, you know, doing that really early important, just like with this, teaching them these concepts earlier, they can absorb a lot more than we think. And we don't give them credit for what they're able to conceptualize in regards to that and allowing them um, to think bigger than they yeah. do. I think 
most adults don't think big enough. Like we limit ourselves and then we push that down to children. As you said, we've got to teach our kids to think bigger to your point. If you want to put tigers on the roof, let's talk about it, right? Don't tell them, no, that's silly. Like, no, that's amazing. How do we do that? And that's what we do a lot in our house with my five and 10 year old. My daughter came up with the concept for the children's book. She wrote the first illustrations because she's a good artist because she thought her concept was, mom, I don't get what you do for a living. And if I don't, how do my friends? Yeah. So she wanted to create a book series to teach kids. Cause she's like, we need to teach kids. Cause once she heard about it, she said, mom, every kid needs to know what this is and talk about it because I'm creating, she started to use terms like I'm creating a digital footprint and I need to know what that looks like. Cause I didn't realize that that stayed forever. Right. Wow. So I had that conversation, which then led to her thinking about these books, which then leads to her thinking about how do I impact all the kids, not just myself, right? Like think bigger. So if we were going to have, if we were going to give someone advice right now on how to be able to have a money talk tonight around the dinner table with their kids around this concept, what will be your advice? It would be don't limit, like think bigger around what they can do. Like put out their wild ideas. Like, let's say, what's something crazy that you would like to learn about or do? Like stocks. Like we don't talk to kids about investing. I actually know some kids who with their parents start investing at seven and eight. They're amazing. Like their portfolios are phenomenal, but we think there's only certain ways to earn money for college or those types of things. But what if you shifted it and you said, what if they went into stocks or investments and you taught them how that works? Mm -hmm. What if you guys just even looked at like IPOs that are coming? There's a couple big ones coming and you talked about how to assess whether that's a good idea. doesn't mean that you have to like actually give them tons of money and have them invest it yet, but work them down that process to see if they're interested. And you might be surprised at how yeah. interested they actually are. I love that idea of like, what's something crazy that we could do to solve or what's something crazy that you would want to learn and then back into like how you would get there. And I would say this, if you're driving that conversation, you should be making many more questions than statements, right? That's a big takeaway that I got from a previous guest is to ask them why a lot of times when they drop questions or statements on you, like, why do you see it that way? And you'll give you the a window behind their eyes to, you know, understand where they're coming from because you're coming from a different place than they are, mm -hmm. even though they've grown up in your household. And so if you can figure out where they're coming from, then you can start to understand the why. And there's some really, really cool conversations back there. Yeah. So awesome. Flip it, right? Think about <laughs> yeah. it. Kids are little. What do they always ask? Oh, yeah. yeah it's why? fun. <laughs> why? Why? They're digging yeah. in. So I say it's your opportunity as a parent, take it to do it to them and be like, why? Why? You know? Yeah, I, I think chance. it leads to some amazing conversation. Yeah. And so, um, Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on Money Talkers with me. I really appreciate the way that you guys are, are connecting AI and simplifying it for people. And it sounds like a, a, your daughter has an amazing grasp of that. We need to share this more with kids and these kinds of things. So, um, uh, who should be uh, reaching out to you and where should they, where can they find you? Yeah, we love, and I have a website that talks about the book, some of the other social programs and things we're doing to impact society around tech. That's at jenbonine.com. It's just jenbonine.com. And then our platform is at redrex.com. You can build your own digital house for your kids. Um, they can help you design it. So think of it as an opportunity to build 
a digital space where you can connect with your kids, not just physically, but they live digitally. So you can find them digitally and they can build that collectively with you. Um, so, so check cool. that out too. Plus you can get some uh, cheap labor out of them to build that thing. So yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Teach them a lesson about time value of money, right? Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> then thank you so much for coming on Money Talkers. I'll put some links in the show notes as well. And, uh, and, and go make sure that you go check out what she's doing. Cause there's some really cool stuff in there and then listen to our previous episode because that's the, uh, there, there, that's an awesome rabbit hole. We kind of went down on AI and, and the, and the future of, how we can prepare and help our kids get to a better spot so they can be successful. So thank you again for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers Community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at the Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kids' financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker. <laughs>